0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Ken, how are you feeling this week?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, not too bad, not too bad. It is the week after half term. So, for people that don't know what that is, this is the week that kids have a little break before the final stretch of the academic year, before our six-week holiday. Uh, we've got seven weeks this term, but uh, last week I had a bit of time off, spent the half-time, just chilling out, second half, stressing about work because... Um, it's always something, but no, I, I've been good, man. Like, uh, the weather has been absolutely great, um, mm-hmm. but uh, as as things happen, if you have too much of a good thing, things tend to turn yes. quite rubbish, so it's been a bit yes. of a grim day today. But yeah, yeah, I, I've been good at high spirits, um, uh, there's so many things I've been wanting to do, some things that mm. have been very problematic and quite rubbish at home, but you mm. know, besides that, all good. How you been? How have you been, Tony?
0: I've I've been great, but I would feel a lot better if people would do one thing. Stop right now. Give us a like. Give us a share. You know, tell somebody about us, you know, share the love, share the, you know, if you've been with us from the beginning, you know, we're, we're very small at the moment. We're hoping to grow, but that's only through the power of your advocation. So advocate for us, you know, spread the word, spread the love. You know, we, if you enjoy us, maybe somebody else might enjoy us. You know, if you enjoy the whole nerdy goodness, share it, you know, so, um, follow us or whatever platform you're listening to click on the follow or subscribe button that helps us out a lot. Um, hopefully I'm, uh, one day I can pull my finger out and get all of the audio put onto YouTube. Um, just working on a few things in terms of like the visual graphics, which is pretty hard since we don't actually have a video podcast maybe in the future. Uh, but if you can do that little bit for us now, that will be great that would definitely make me feel better because I'm sad because you're not doing that. Where but can hey, they find us, Tony? I'm, they can find us on Instagram, on podcast, also on royal.majesty and also on I am Mr. Ken. Also, there's a lot of also's. Also, on, on twitter on on deck uh i engage a lot more on twitter now so hit me hit me there have a little conversation with us whatever you think is cool whatever you think is dope whatever you want us to actually talk about and we could talk about anything it doesn't matter we are not restricted is there something that we're lacking in knowledge in terms of nerdy goodness or just general enthusiasm or fanaticism Right? If there's something you're fanatic about, maybe, maybe it's coin, I would do the best actually to do the research on coins and we can have a little discussion, a little debate, you know, throw us a few questions and we'll read it out live on the show. Yeah. But I digress. Well, totally. Myself, can
1: well, Just like you said, man, we, we love the feedback. Mm-hmm. We, we genuinely love the feedback. If we're wrong, yes. please let us know we're wrong. We like to put pride aside. Mm-hmm. Like J. Cole said in his recent I- uh, album, Pride is a, uh, pride is a devil. <laughs> It's, yes. gonna, it's gonna, it's got a hold on all of us, but uh, we're not yes. uh, prideful people. Please, please let us yeah. know how we are, uh, how we're doing, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we love interacting with you guys. So thank you for the people that have oh. been interacting with the uh, wonderful feedback.
0: But yeah, um, I have been. Um, I have a, com- a confession to make. I actually haven't listened to J Cole's album. Um, that's fine. That's fine. You know. Yeah, I rate you less now, but you know, it's fine. So that's that's the problem. I've been getting bare shade. Like you know, all of our people. You know, Alex in the barber shop. I know, shop, right? I know. We, me and Ken, we yeah. share a barber. Uh, Alex, absolutely brilliant guy. He's a polyglot. For all those people that don't know what a polyglot is, um, is you know, it's a person that can speak a lot of languages. He, he is, he is eloquent in about seven languages, I, I believe. And he picks uh, up languages incredibly quickly. Incredibly quickly, and to look at him—no disrespect on him—but to look at him you wouldn't think much of him. You'll probably look at him thinking like, <laughs> oh, he's just like one of those light-skinned dudes. You know, he's, he's nothing special. But again, it pulls into a theme that we're going to be discussing today of underestimating an individual. You look at an individual think he was like, oh, well, he's just a light-skinned dude. He probably isn't, you know, that intelligent. But that's what you're doing disservice to light-skinned people. Light-skinned people can be whatever they want to be. Don't you do that, sir. Don't you dare do that. Do not look at a light-skinned person like our barber Alex if you're listening to this and underrest this mate he would never listen man. to this I, I actually he actually has been listening to us actually and okay been, okay I, cool. I, I love teasing him to his face Alex um, much
1: love to you uh, mess up his hairline not mine um, that's on yeah. him.
0: That's that's on Tony right now all right Ken um but other than that I've been I've been pretty good I would like to also apologize we have been ins- inconsistent uh recently uh we did make a promise to you to actually never miss a week thankfully we actually have been having bonus episodes so it does balance us out we estimate that by the end of the year, we should have 52 episodes for every week. But we have missed a couple of weeks. Sometimes life gets in the way. It's unfortunate, but um, I've had some family issues. My mom has been ill. Uh, Ken has been having his personal issues, i.e. I- taking care of his girlfriend. Because if you don't, that becomes an issue. So he his job was to avoid that issue. Um, <laughs> So, you know, other than that, everything is all good. We will try to keep more consistent because we are here for not only ourselves, but for the people that actually stick around to listen to the crap that we have to talk about. Uh, but Ken, on that note, what are we talking about this week? Well,
1: we're talking about, well, the first thing we're talking about is Cruella. It just dropped this mm-hmm. new uh, high budget Disney film that uh, came out not too long ago. I think that was the mm-hmm. beginning of last week um mm-hmm. or towards the end of the previous week um it they they did a mulan again where they uh it's available for Disney Plus users as long as you pay a fixed fee but you have to have the mm-hmm. Disney Plus account to eventually yeah. pay that fee but it's also out yes. in cinemas as well so i know some people yes. went up to the cinemas to go see it as well um and i think yes. that was some people's first films out of yes. the british lockdown or the english lockdown uh, to go see the film there's been a few films out uh, just like a film that I think you've seen recently uh, that we might yes. get into later on um, yes h- however you know it, it, it's, do- it's doing okay based on the climate but yeah the first thing that we're going to be talking
0: about is Cruella um, just before we get into Cruella yeah. again can I ask you one question yeah, yeah. Uh, just quick quick question how do you feel about the, the the fee system of Disney Plus what's your opinion on it do you have any opinion or it is what it is
1: it's very weird it's very weird um mainly because I, I know everyone's trying to figure out something that works because at, mm-hmm. at, at first remember when uh netflix allowed people to have multiple accounts and then yes. netflix was like the place to go for everything it was like the illegal site that people pay for like everyone was able to mm-hmm. find any film at, at one point or the majority of films at one point mm-hmm. and then you know don't take my word for it someone said this the level of torrents and downloads went down people were engaging a lot more with netflix Uh, from it Mm -hmm. and then from that guess what everyone else did everyone copied the system so it feels Mm -hmm. like uh, disney plus are trying this system out to see if it works and if it sticks Uh, i don't know how financially well it did with uh, mulan they don't they have that data they won't share that data unless they do it incredibly well Um, and amazon have their own thing where you have the amazon prime stuff but Mm -hmm. you've got other stuff but you can rent it out for a fixed fee. Yes. Uh, Very similar yes. to what D- uh, Disney Plus is doing. So maybe they're trying mm. to play around with what Amazon Prime did um, mm. to actually capitalise on some of the extra money. But with Amazon Prime, that's with old films that they haven't developed or commissioned themselves. But then with Disney Plus, it's like, all right, cool. It's brand new stuff for people to see. Yeah. And they flip-flopped with what things they allow for free or they don't allow for free. For example, I think Soul mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the first day it was out, it was free, right? You'd have to pay for anything for it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Soul
0: was free, but I think I I I ooh, that's a difficult one because I'm I to to my recollection, I don't know why they didn't charge for it because that's one of the early ones we actually yeah. reviewed in our early episodes. Yeah. Um, I guess that was maybe them taking that as a loss leader to get people through the door. Um. This is my opinion on the whole situation, right? Mm-hmm. With the whole system. I think they failed to capitalize on something that could have been a potential goldmine for both um, sales and subscribers, right? Follow me on this one, yeah? Okay. They initially have it that in the US, I believe it's, you've got your subscription fee, which is, I think it's about $7 or something like that. Then you have your the movie on the premium access, $30. Now- if I was to estimate, and you, uh, if there's American listeners there, you can correct me, like a typical cinema ticket, I would assume is about 15 to $20, give or take, right? And uh, in here in the UK, it's a bit different. So our subscription fee is about £5. Uh, we actually end up paying a lot more than you guys in America, but it's about £5 uh, to, to subscribe to Disney+. Plus, and the premium access is about £20, right? Now, this is where I think they messed up is the fact that you are required to have a subscription then also pay £20 on top for the premium access. Now, me, looking at the numbers, right? When we go to the cinema, Ken, our tickets are what? Roughly about 15 to £17, right? Depending on what cinema, right? Yeah. right? Give or take. Now, if you was going to be competitive, you would try to, def- given the fact that you don't even have to lowball because no cinemas were open at the time, if you was going to do that, because obviously, obviously you, comp- you can't compare yourself with HBO Max. They've done their deals and they're you, you get those movies for free with HBO Max. You're never going to really comp- be able to compete. But Disney Plus doesn't have to compete because their content in terms of like the MCU TV shows have been knocking it out of the park. People have been subscribing off of the strength of that. HBO, in comparison, their numbers are piss poor. Not only because they're restricted to America, but also it's like... Their content is like most of it is off of the strength of what you've already seen before, and the hopes that the new movies that they've made deal with, deals with for are actually good, and it's it's a bit precarious. Whereas Disney Plus is in a different board game; it's got a good balance of what you've seen before, new stuff to come. The Marvel stuff, the Star Wars stuff, big, big IP. What they should have done is this, Ken. If you already have a subscription, make the premium expert uh, access comparable to going to the cinema. So actually make it £15. Pounds. Then if you don't have the premium access and you don't, I'm sorry, not the premium, the subscription, and you're not interested in the subscription, you don't want another subscription. You already got the Netflix. You already got the, the, the Hulu. Who has Hulu? I don't know. But maybe some people have Hulu. You already have Amazon. And you don't want another one to your list. Then you make it twenty pounds, but you, you you make it this 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 potential where like well, you can do the twenty pounds and it's one off. You just watch the movie done, but if you actually do the other option, whether it's, it's to be split it, five pounds subscription, fifteen pounds for the movie, you at least get one month of Disney plus. Do you know how many subscribers you would get off of this that Now, I don't know the psychology ken but hearing the numbers that I spewed out, do you agree, do you disagree? Am I off?
1: um i've got two things to say on that
0: um go for it when it comes
1: to the pricing it, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's um yes it, it's good to compare however it, mm. it's a bit tough to compare about the experience because you're not paying for the mm-hmm. same experience you're paying for the same film but it's completely yes. experience. as we know you go to cinema it's a whole shindig it's a whole thing so of course um some people wouldn't mind paying a bit extra for cinema or maybe mm. uh, a bit less for other things um, depending mm. on the experience like I, 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 yes. I like, I'll say about 30% of the reason I go cinema is for the experience not because of the film uh, for the experience yes. when we went to go see Avengers uh, Endgame that was a bloody mm. event my lord yes. I, I would have paid an extra five pounds for how good of, uh, how good it was and then we had good seats as well um, so, yeah, yes. that, that's that's one thing about it. I think uh, if they were to pay more, it'll be for that and for it to be more expensive or comparable to cinema mm-hmm. when they're not getting the same experience is a bit mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever. I guess they're paying for convenience. The second thing yes. I would say is, well, we, we know it. the market leads the way in you know? it. So yes. they, they know the numbers. They have the data. Maybe Mulan yes. did really, really well. You know, in terms no, of, uh, well, well, no, 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 well, 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 not in terms of overall like review or even financially in terms of what they set out for it to be of like the um subscription um based thing to see if it was. Yeah. Well, then again, Mulan's hard to compare. I think Cruella is the first yeah. one that has come out in the cinema <coughs> and also on the platform as well. So yes. I, I guess this is their true test to see if this idea works. I remember when the We did it. Mm we were literally yeah. trying a million things to see uh well nintendo were trying a million things to see what stuck and then the Wii yes. dropped and it blew up and then nintendo yes. ds dropped that blew up right yes. so uh, uh um it's and then everyone started copying a lot of things what these co- uh, what these people did so it, it really yes. does
0: depend on the market and where it's going so they're just literally of tr- course. trying trying some stuff out um i do not i do not dispute yeah. that ken the the proposition that I made is not necessarily to try and say, hey, you're getting the cinema experience. What I'm trying to say is this. like What they were offering is obviously, to your point, you're not getting the cinema experience, but you're expecting us to pay more. If you at least got the in their mind what they're paying for is relatively actually cheaper because if I go to Cineworld right now, right? Cineworld or or Odeon is actually £17 for a ticket, right? right? So you trick a person into thinking like, oh, no, no, it's only... If you've already got Disney Plus, it's only 50 pounds here. It's only £15. You're saving £2. Even though that's not true, it's like Game Pass, right? I've got Game Pass. And a lot of people, when there's a new game that drops on Game Pass, they say like, oh, well, I just get that game for free. No, you're not, because you're paying Game Pass. Yeah. But the illusion is, because they're already in the ecosystem, they're getting it for free. So for those people that are already in the Disney Plus ec- ecosystem, you're already pay- paying your monthly fee. You're there to watch content. Otherwise, you would have cancelled your subscription, right? right? But if you give the illusion of a saving off of this new thing, because bear in mind, DV um, new movies coming out on Amazon when you go to actually uh, buy permanent or rent, they're still like uh, £10, 10, 10 pounds, yeah. £15, pounds depending on the release. I mean, that's the same um, thing
1: with like um, all the um, TV and film hubs, for mm. example. like uh, On Xbox, they have their own hub where you can yeah. uh, rent films and everything. I, right, I I right. guess like Amazon are trying to do having the best of both worlds
0: where they yes. have their own personal content and they're being yes. a provider or a store yes. for renting. Yes, I think the worst thing that Disney done is that because if you if you said this right because the mistake that they made was that like oh if you you can buy it now or you can wait three months and watch it for free anyway they shouldn't have done that. What they should have done is say like oh you're buying you're not renting this movie. Once you pay your 15 pounds instead of 20 pounds, which they try to get people to do, no, you own it, that's it. Because the case is, if you give the illusion that yeah, if you wait, you'll own it anyway, because it stays on the platform. Milan now is free to watch on Disney, you don't have to pay for it anymore. If they just eliminate eliminated, eliminated that, made it 15, but perpetually 15 pounds, right? I guarantee you that'll be more of an incentive for people because it creates the illusions like, oh, I bought it. It's for me, it's there for me permanently but what you've done is that you've made you create you've created this conundrum for 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 audiences like well i could pay five pound more than the experience that we will get in cinema or i can just wait when it's free why would i wait when it's free or if you also create this illusion of a cost-benefit analysis where it's like well if i pay the 20 pounds but oh no there's an option here that i can convert that 20 pounds payment into a one month subscription and the movie oh, then I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah. Then you can still charge people that full freight of
1: £20. I, I like but, to think of it on, on a wider scale, but no, no, you're, you're absolutely mm. right, man. Um, I've got two questions for you, Tony. I've got two questions yes. for you uh, in, in relation to this. Um, and I guess mm. we kind of answered one of them. My first question yes. is, what price would you be comfortable to pay? Or people would generally be comfortable to pay following the same structure on Disney+. Plus? So mm. um, Cruella just dropped. How much mm-hmm. am I willing to pay knowing that it's out, knowing that that is a convenient way to watch it on Disney+. Plus, Not free. Yes. free. Free isn't an option. It has to cost yes. a, a certain money. Not how much it costs now. What would be okay. the optimum price? And I've got a second is, question after that, but I want to know what your opinion as to that. Is that,
0: re- is that regardless of if I give a damn about Cruella? Uh, let's put it in two minds. So let's say you give a damn. Okay, let's say I give a damn, right? The price I'll be willing to pay, if I'm already a subscriber for something like Cruella, let's say I am a big fan of the uh, 101 Dalmatians, I would say honestly for me, because I actually truly believe in paying for content because I would be doing that for cinema as well, right? Um, And it's like considering the fact that I've seen what Endgame how many times, uh, I would say I would be be willing to pay 15 pounds. If they said the price is like, it's 15 pounds, right? Or it's 20 pounds without the subscription. Right, yeah. i am already got my subscription. It eliminates the £5 proposition. It's slightly higher than it. what I would pay. And I know I really get that because, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're a person that's very cost minded. But I'm just strictly speaking for the fact that if they came to me and say, like, "Hey, we're mm-hmm. setting this at this price because it's comparable to what you would pay in cinema." The cinemas are not open at the uh, at the moment because this is this. Is Why I go back to the fact that if they did this at the height of the pandemic, where there's there was no other options, and they were dropping something like Black Widow, that's another mistake that they made. Keep on pushing Black Widow. I, Black Widow. I guarantee you that people would pay for Black Widow. Cause guess what? Yeah, yeah it's proven. Would... People pay for the MCU.
1: Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's it's yeah. interesting. Because like I said, I'd I'd pay slightly that. I'd pay ten pounds if I didn't care. So... I probably mm-hmm. just wouldn't bother. i will just wait for the three months. Yeah, no. No. No, that, that's it. Yeah, no, I wait yeah. for three. If months. I didn't care,
0: I would. I would. I would. No, wait I wouldn't pay me, a single like, dime. To be honest, like it's it's one of those ones. It's like really and truly, I got so antsy in terms of new releases. I was just saying, like, just put it on amazon prime store i would pay, i will pay for it on the store i don't care yeah, like i've yeah. i bought other straight to dvd movies and those are straight to dvd movies yeah. like you are giving me something potentially cinematic release it 15 pounds take my money shut up and take my money yeah. just shut up uh, yeah all right my second question let's get oh your second question i forgot yeah. about that one go for yeah, it yeah my second question is
1: uh, and this is like putting morals to the side uh, not for you mm. in particular, I guess it's a general question mm. of what, how you think people will react. What yes. is the easiest way to watch this film? What is the easiest way and the cheapest way to watch this film? And they the tend easiest, to cross over.
0: The easiest and cheapest way. Okay. Yeah. Um, now- Take it separately if you want to. The easiest way is clear. It's is obvious. It's pir- piracy, right? If you're, if, if you're is that savvy enough- though? I, I make, think for most people now, if you're in if the you know. can get a link. If you're on the know, if you, even if you're not in the know, can a lot of pirated sites? A simple Google, they come up at number one because the traffic is there.
1: Yeah.
0: When I, I'll tell you this, right? A perfect example is this, right? So you know that um, there's they, I, not that either of us use this website, but I've heard of of website that people have used. Hey, don't drop names, and TV He's
1: shows trying to scrap websites out here, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, like, you know, there's there's certain website that people use. a very popular one in particular that I've heard many many people use. I don't use it. Ken doesn't use it. We are law-abiding citizens. We do not uh, condone piracy. Advocate for piracy anyway. But suffice to say, um, I, this individual in question was desperate to watch the new episode of Superman and Lois, and it wasn't <laughs> dropping on the typical website. Now, that person in question told me that hey. Um, what I ended up doing is just Google uh, where can I watch Superman and Lois for free the top result gave them a site Mate, and they ju- watched Superman and Lois Reddit forums there are Reddit threads <laughs> on these sites <laughs> it's ridiculous ah, but to, but to your point right that takes a little bit of work to the lay person it does it does the fact yeah, that this right. person actually just googled and it was the first one up that is very easy to lay people but comparatively speaking the number of people that actually do pirate is actually comparatively low you know all of these companies actually have this uh, data because there is like a uh, certain stigma to piracy especially if you're doing it from a streaming site. Uh, people are terrified they're going to give themselves viruses. But also, like, if you torrent, there's very few people that are uh, tech literate enough to actually torrent effectively. Guess what? My mum could not uh, torrent a movie. She doesn't even know what torrent means. Yeah. Legit. I know some people, when we play video games and we're playing Gears of War, they confuse the word turret with torrent. Yeah. So yeah, let's just crazy. not get this twisted, pe- uh, people. Not everybody is savvy when it comes to tech. Um, yeah. um-
1: I would say the, because um, you, you talked about the uh, the easiest and, and, and the cheapest for sure, would we'll just be to pirate it. Uh, and that's mm. the, obviously the illegal and, and the immoral way, because obviously people work a little hard, uh, real hard for this. I, I, mm-hmm. I think the uh, moral easiest and cheapest way, and it doesn't require, th- there's a bit of a learning curve. You, when we talk about learning curve, I'm talking about people that are, are, are like, like our mums, like our dads that are, mm. are, are, are not, with it to see how how simple clicking can get you somewhere and that is and this is not me sponsoring anyone but VPNs right VPNs Mm. are such a I I, I remember doing a bit of research onto VPNs and how people can just change their locations and ended up getting the stupidest deal with all these different places so HBO Netflix um, uh, 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 Amazon Prime because certain locations it's incredibly cheap a subscription is cheaper than it is here So all people did was switch their locations to those locations Mm -hmm. and ended up being able to pay overall, including paying for the VPN, the cheaper price of, for example, having Disney Plus and Netflix combined, which is nuts. Or even, let's say, you know know what I mean? And they got a lot more. So that is probably the easiest way, but not necessarily for watching Cruella. Like for watching Cruella, you still have to pay regardless. You know what I mean? However, depending on the... Uh, area maybe the vpn changes the price it it
0: would it um, now this is where it gets a bit sticky right uh it's, it's yes very you're right. Messy. it would probably change it probably it probably would pay the pr- uh change the price but and this is how a lot of companies actually figured out the solution when it comes to uh vpn purchases for example right if you actually want a u.s account of um disney plus or hbo you actually need a US credit card. It won't let you sign up with that one. That's interesting. Yes. So I think if you're already in the ecosystem, I don't know how that works. But for example, right, HBO Max does not as exist in the UK. So it won't recognize a UK uh, credit card, debit yeah, card, get, whatever. It gets divvied up amongst all the different platforms. Right. So it's one of those ones it's like if you try to for example, if you want to watch the new you know, uh, uh, Warner Brothers movies that made the deal with HBO Max, just simply getting a VPN doesn't work. You have to sign up. Problem is, if you don't have a US credit card, it won't let you sign up because it doesn't recognise you because yeah, it only I'm exists in America. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There must so be those ways of paying,
1: like, like PayPal or something. was no, available, no, uh, that, that'd, be, that'd be crazy.
0: It, w- it would be crazy, but that's the thing. The reason why they avoid a lot of these platforms, including uh, Thingy, um... Netflix is because people fuck around with the ch- exchange rates with that one so because you know in America like they actually we actually pay more for Netflix in the UK than the Americans do
1: oh bro um, get, get this I typed in hbomax.com right mm, yes. and then obviously I was expecting them to be like all right cool luck off you, you can't access the mm-hmm. website you can't even log mm-hmm. in this is what it says it says not in service area or VPN mm. detected Yes. Yes. So even if you use a VPN, HBO Max is locked off. Yeah, HBO Max is accessible only to the US and certain US territories from your i from your real IP address. So if you are in the service area,
0: wow. And I don't think you can actually view. uh, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think you can actually view HBO Max through a web browser. I think the website is only to sign up. You actually have to download the uh, um a a client on your computer. And or either download it on your TV or your smart, uh, smart device. So that's another way to they are getting around the security. The only I think the only platform that I'm aware of that still lets you do it through a web browser is Amazon, Netflix and Hulu. Could be wrong about that one, but I'm pretty sure. Boy, uh,
1: boy, uh, I don't know, man. Like just like I said, people mm. can Google the stuff very, very quickly, mm. and find, there's ways around it, it.
0: But for the layperson, person well, no. you think it's just enough to have a VPN. Some of these places have figured that stuff out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going about the VPN. It just sounds like yeah.
1: the easiest, <laughs> the easiest way just yeah. to pirate it now. Because I yeah. thought, oh, let me be moral and still give them my money, mm-hmm. but I can't even
0: do that. So, cool. Oh that is anyway, nuts. Ken, I think we've talked enough about the, the business decision mm. uh, let's get into Corella Ken you watch it; I didn't watch it I'm gonna chime in with some questions you you hit me with it Give me the premise of the story right, right. uh it, the 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 bullet, the, the 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 elevator pitch what is Corella all
1: right I'll keep it nice and brief uh about what it is mm. Corella is the um the backstory the origin story of Cruella DeVille from 101 mm. Dalmatians. She was the main villain in 101 Dalmatians. And um, just like uh, a lot of cancelled films that are meant to happen, we are making films about specific characters in various universes. In this case, this is the uh, Disney uh, universe of stories. Uh, right. Quite similar to uh, a film that we will talk about later on based on what we're going to talk about in this film, uh, like Maleficent. Uh, Malefic- mm-hmm. Maleficent is the spinoff or the um, prequel of uh, Sleeping Beauty uh, so mm-hmm. Cruella is the prequel of 101 Dalmatians um, it is not just her um, her origin story it's the origin story of some of the notable characters and uh, dogs from 101 Dalmatians for example mm-hmm. we have uh, Roger and Anita who if you have watched 101 Dalmatians they end up together because of their love of Dalmatians And they have their own Dalmatians that come together from 101 Dalmatians. Uh Horace and Jasper, who are the crooks that we see in 101 Dalmatians. Uh, And uh, yeah, the two dogs, uh, Perdita and Pongo, who are owned by Roger and Anita. So it's their origin story as well. Uh, This film is about how she came up, uh, how she became a fashion mogul. Uh, What led her to her insanity that we see or her madness or her evil nature from 101 Dalmatians and we go through Mm -hmm. that journey and uh, the uh, true villain, because she's not the villain in this, and how everything that we've seen in 101 Dalmatians was uh, misguided. It's not actually her being evil, it's just people looking at her at the wrong perspective. So right. this film is just about how she comes up and how she more or less takes over to become the person that she ends up being in 101 Dalmatians. A lot of brand yes. new characters, a lot of uh, change in some of the characters, um, a very, right. very compelling uh, villain, which is very, very easy to hate, um, mm-hmm. which reminded me of someone from another film. So we have this villain called the Baroness, and she's yeah. more or less the boss from the Devil's Prada which is okay. quite it, it was quite interesting because there was there's a lot of devil well the, the word devil is it and then obviously Cruella Deville. uh and then there's a very sneaky connection between the baroness who's the villain of this film and mm. with key members of the main uh cast so mm. I, I i think that's a general overview of what the film is about um yeah. i i i will give you I, I'll give you my opinion of it uh, so far uh before you, what, before you give the, me your opinion Yes. I want to
0: ask you this, right? Shoot, what shoot, shoot. is Cruella's main motivation in this, right? So we, for people that remember the animated movie, she's a fashionista. She's a style icon. She's a designer. She's avant-garde. She wants to have the craziest materials, the craziest style, the most exotic fabrics. And she's done everything. She's used every animal. She's kind of bored. She's been there, done that. But what has she not done? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I haven't done domestic dogs because people this is one of the dumb things about those animated movies i have to add but like she thought oh people would love to like wear like man's best friend wouldn't they i think so so i'm gonna harass this family with 101 dalmatians because i want to make suits out of their dogs see, now i don't know like yeah, cause I, 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 the... I i i think <laughs> they came up with that story for the
1: original film or the original yeah. animation because you know if you want to be a bad guy in a film Hurt yeah. a dog. Go talk to John right. Wick. Go talk to John Wick Can yeah. you try and try hurt a dog. You know what I mean. If you
0: want to be the bad guy, just hurt a dog. And I think that's Could what you they imagine to John do. Wick. Could you imagine John Wick in to hundred and one Dalmatian? How short that movie would be. <laughs> like she takes one of those dogs and like Kuroda Deville is just like dead and done. Like she's yeah. just there. Like you got her minions saying like, "Oh, you just messed with Baba Yaga." Baba Yaga. <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Uh, but yeah. So, so her what is? Her yeah All right you got uh yeah her motivations in this film uh there are two motivations. the first one is exactly what you said she she's trying to reach the highest level of fashion, you see it from when mm. she's young, you see her like when she's first born and how she's always mm. been like you know different, always different, mm. and she loves fashion, absolutely loves it, and yeah, yes. her main motivation is to be um more influential in the fashion game and to be mm. uh, and to be exposed to you know things like that. Um, yes. the second motivation, which we'll get into in the spoiler talk, is just straight up
0: revenge. <laughs> Cold hearted revenge. Yeah. So what what are her her obstacles into in reaching her goals? You know what are her 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 adversaries? Who? Who are her adversaries? What is what is the strife? What is the conflict in this? Because I think with any any good film, any good story, that has to be. Conflict, you know, and people always assume that conflict is uh, is an exterior, an external force. Sometimes it can be internal, you know, the uh, the naysayer within ourselves. Uh, what is her adversary? Who well, is her adversaries? The, the the overarching adversary
1: is what we're trying to we're going to talk about later on, and that mm-hmm. is when people underestimate people. Like Ooh, okay, yeah. in almost every single scene where she's trying to step up or trying to do yes or, or, or get forward. People just underestimated her. They underestimated her as a little girl. They underestimated her when she was uh, uh, um, working in a shop. They underestimated Mm -hmm. her when she actually started working for a big fashion company. Mm -hmm. Because they they always looked at her as like, oh, so she was always fighting against that to actually be seen and get heard. Uh, And she had to change herself um, to now get ahead. She had to be, (laughs) get this cruel to uh cruel. i know i hate myself um she had to be cruel to actually um move further and further on uh, and that yeah. is just an overarching um thing that she was fighting against the the other thing that she the other person that she was fighting against um was different people at different points um mm-hmm. uh, one of them was her mum growing up yes uh, her mum wanted her to just be just just chill out like stop getting in trouble all the time in school like yeah. you're always in trouble and she was fighting her mum uh, so uh, she she was trying her mum was trying to make sure that she wasn't being as devious as she was as a child uh, as yes. all kids do but she uh, Corilla specifically was
0: quite uh, uh, rough around the edges and the mum question for you but, but question to- for you Ken in. yes I just want to interject right mm-hmm. um, I haven't finished this movie I only watched the beginning with her mum and unfortunate things happen with mum I'm just going to jump in with the spoiler right there her okay. mum very early on gets murderized. she gets pushed over a cliff By some Dalmatians, almost maybe (laughs) foreshadowing Um, her hate for a particular breed of dogs. I don't think her mum necessarily was an obstacle. I think her mum was trying to temper her in terms of creating a bit more of a balanced individual. Because I think, like, what we know that, but from her perspective,
1: Mm. she was just
0: fighting against anything that was that was like
1: not raging against the machine, so to speak. That's it. That's it. Mm. So the mum was. And from her eye put point of view what what was uh, school to us she was being a brat. You know, yes. she was not trying to do what she's supposed to be doing. She was in trouble.
0: I, I don't think she was much of a brat. I think she was a person that was actually extremely bullied and her school did nothing to help her. This girl was straight up being beaten up by boys and because she defended herself, it's like, Oh, we're gonna yeah, put a blot on that. your permanent record. You are a bad child. You are a problem child. Look at you with your with your bruises and your bleeding from from male abuse. You you, you no, are th- terrible. Straight up. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's but, it's one of those ones it's like I usually I kind of frown on that kind of I, uh, notion of like because I feel like it's been a recent trend that all men in films are evil like I forgot what movie you or watched recently that Either incompetent or evil, but like there was a movie that we both watched recently. Thunder Force. Recently, like, Thunder Force. Th- oh, Thunder Force. That movie is terrible because it, does, it has no nuance. It's basically, besides from one character, who is still actually technically a bad guy, but every single person with a penis. And I say that, you know, with, 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 with within rights because at the end of the day, we live in a, you know, 2021, uh, sexuality is fluid. So any person, the depiction of the show, any individual with a penis that probably identified as male, was an absolute arsehole, which I think yeah. is a very toxic thing to put out there. Now, on that same note, I guess the I understand the purpose of it in this film, where it's like she was a victim. She was a victim in a way that, like, I, I've been that I, I've been through this in school, where stupid policies, where you go to, to school, and if you're involved in a fight, it doesn't doesn't matter if you started it or not. My school, if their policy was that if you was involved in this fight in a fight. Even if you're defending yourself, you are excluded for your participation in said fight. So, this girl who gets repeatedly jumped by these, these, these young boys, who, for, for all we know, are probably just horny young boys that actually had a thing for her because she had, you know, dual, dual hair. She had both black and white hair, natural mm-hmm. hair. like she. Oh, yeah, she doesn't die like
1: that. That's from birth. She has that from birth, yeah. if anyone hasn't watched it yet.
0: And, yeah, and they, they
1: literally beat her. Yeah, they put up. hands on her. They put hands on her. Um, and I feel like she it was done herself. intentionally. So when she retaliated, you know, we felt good about
0: it. <laughs> Children should. There was not an be arc to it, but you know, there was it, an arc to it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like Thunder Force where it was like these men are horned dogs just because. There's no arc to it. There's no lesson to be learned. There's no message to the audience. There's no. They, I would even take a Thunder Force if it turned around, winked to the camera, and said like, "Hey, for all you dudes out there that think it's okay to harass a woman." it's not I could even yeah. up- appreciate that fourth wall breaking Uh, uh, breakingness that's not a word but breakingness of Thunder Force didn't even yeah. do that it wasn't clever, clever enough to do that well, but at least we've we come up with a couple
1: more films that actually have done this thinking about it and we've reviewed quite a few of them as well mm-hmm. um, yeah. we we had Wonder Woman that Wonder that was, Woman that was on a different level but it did
0: balance it out it did balance it out Ken <laughs> to <they>? be fair <laughs> With all of the male harassment, it did balance it out with female harassment because my dude was straight up raped. He yeah. was spirit <laughs> raped. He was physically raped by Wonder Woman and she was okay with it. That's all I'm saying. I digress. Oh my gosh. Charlie's Angels, yeah. Ghostbusters, all of them, man. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Notorious. Notorious. Anyway, yeah. back to the story. So, um,. I want to ask you this right before we get into like specific details, uh, and before we have to move on to something else. But uh, right. do you feel that this movie was justified? Bear in mind they've actually announced a Cruella two. But do you think with the, how the story goes, uh, this ra- it's almost like a rags rack- to riches story. This triumphant uh, rise of the downtrodden, the the oppressed, the bullied. Um, does is this movie justified in saying like, oh, I see where Cruella becomes? Cruella no, in it's the a, animated
1: it's a, movie. It's a, so, it's a soft reboot. It's a soft reboot. Because right. when, when you go back to watch 101 Dalmatians Cruella straight mm. up says yo I need these dogs to make this coat. <laughs> yo yes. run them dogs. <laughs> yo yes. Horace, Jasper go collect them dogs. Run them dogs mm. so I can literally chop them up and make them into coats. In this yes. film like they establish literally in the first 15 minutes Cruella absolutely loves I repeat, loves dogs.
0: Dogs loves of dogs. all kinds. She all loves There's all dogs of all kinds. Like, there is literally a little dog in there with one eye. I'm going to call him Dog Winky. Clops. No, no, it was called Winky. Winky, but I'm going to call him Dog Clops. I think Dog, dog
1: Clops. Clops is better. Right. Yeah. So she loves every single dog. And and, and I think they purposely made the dimensions look bloody vicious. And they did. Yeah. The, the facial right. animations of the dogs made them look demonic. And so yes. it kind of added to the maybe she had trauma from young from Dalmatians, mm-hmm. and they were trying to give as much reason from the Dalmatians killing her mum, or yes. uh, and then the Dalmatians being absolutely vicious looking uh, in, yes. in in the film. So mm-hmm. like it, like I said in the animation, it was straight up, yo, kill them dogs, man, uh, man needs a coat. But in this yeah. film, like she she even pans up the dogs, like the, mm-hmm. at one point, like uh, once again, getting spoilers. Um, well, let me just get this out of the way very quickly. Let's Baroness, just get into
0: it. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into
1: Bar- it. Baroness tried to kill her with the dogs exact same way uh, in yes. the same house in the same spot. How poetic right. is that? And then when yes. she sent the dogs for her with the whistle, um, mm. Corella more or less like sit down, my child. And then all of them mm. just just went docile, absolutely yes. docile. She has nothing against dogs. That's why I say it's no. a soft reboot because I can yeah. see the type of crazy and eccentric Corella that we end up seeing in 101 Dalmatians. Mm. But right. in terms of her hatred or, or uh, indifference about Dalmatians, that is mm. non-existent.
0: That is non-existent. So this, so this is, you could probably say this is like the Disney multiverse, right? So this is probably like a pocket universe where maybe if things went different for Cruella, she wouldn't become the Cruella from the animated movie. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, so in, you, in terms wait, of wait. like spoilers, right? Tell me, Ken, who is the Duchess? So she's played by, uh, is it Emma Thompson? Uh yes, played by uh, em- Emma Thompson. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, legend of an actor. Um yeah. I think she's I- like she plays the Eve best so well here, boy. She, <laughs> she really does. Really- I didn't even get oh, far into it. I only got into the point where she's like, you don't. She doesn't even have much to say, but she's like talking to the mother, and the mother gets thrown off the cliff by the the raging Dalmatians. Um and even a few words it's like oh, I, I don't know what happened uh, this woman comes harassing me looking for money and I just felt so so attacked oh my god now Ken tell me who is the Duchess in tell relation you? to you? the family guess just guess
1: you got you got three tries bro like
0: who uh, is she she is Cruella's grandmother ooh no okay she is Cruella's aunt ooh no alright she is okay this is my final the final one the final one one. right so okay 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 Um, is this like a a Cinderella type situation where it's a evil stepmother is that your final answer Tony that is
1: my final answer that is a big fat no my friend oh the Baroness is is Cruella's mum is her madre her mother yo yeah. Oh yeah. snap! So I
0: did not see that but, coming. But then, when, so when you is... think
1: about it, it does make a bit of sense because, like, you'd think that you know, Corella gets her fame and money from running a company and being popular. Well, at the end of the film, when uh, she frames the uh, the Baroness from trying to kill mm. her and uh, going away in prison, faking her own death because uh, you don't actually realise this in the film, um, Cruella's name is Estella. It's not Cruella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Cruella yeah. is a, um, an a- alter, alter ego know, that her mum came up with when she was a kid yeah. to say, like, it's oh, like... Stella, you're not cruel. Like, Cruella, you're a Stella. Yeah, And she kind of subdued that personality of hers for yeah. years until she actually reached Do... um, a point where she had to bring out that energy. She had to bring out the Cruella energy. and so See, I don't to...
0: think it's a, a personality. I think it's more of a persona. And what I mean by that, I don't think it's like... Um, yeah. A psychological switch uh, and a new, um, a new uh, alter that's like yeah. uh, comes it's almost in. like her I being think it's, who she is, it's, it's who yeah, she really it's, is. I would equate it to something like Nicki Minaj, right? Nicki Minaj, she refers to this alter ego called Roman um the Nicki Minaj stands can correct me on that one but it's like sh- that's her fierce version that's her no take shit version when Roman comes out that's when she spits hard but Nikki is who she is generally but when Roman comes out that's when she's spitting the hardest could be wrong about that one because I do remember Roman but that's what it is it's more of a persona that almost she uses to justify her not coloring within the lines right Estella is who she is but it's her her controlled self, her subdued self, her yeah. color within the line self. Cruella is almost like, best way I can describe it is like Superman is Kalau, right? Clark Ken. Well, I was, I was going is, to use a different superhero to explain explain her. Yeah. I, 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 you're, I'm assuming Batman, right? You're going to go for Batman? Or I Joker? was going to say more uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson? Okay. So and for I'll, me, it's like. I'll tell you like, why in a second. Okay so I see it more like you know with Carilla Deville right her real name is Estella, but Estella is is her, is Clark Kent to her Superman. Sup- Superman is an alien, right? He's from Krypton. who he is is all powerful all all strength, optic blast, all of that stuff, right He has to pretend to be meek and the meek persona is Clark Kent. His natural state of being is actually Superman, a.k.a. kal So I think with Corella, is the same thing. Her natural state of being is the take no shits, take no prisoners, attack, 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 move forward, be the best, the most interesting, the most provocative. But she's always been told to kind of color within the right lines, calm down, you know, dye your hair the normal color. Like, you know, you're doing a bit much with your natural black and white. Yeah. but that's how yeah. I took it that's
1: how I took it no 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 uh, very very akin uh, very to that um, and, and the, the one thing that I, w- I would say is, is very obvious is that just like superheroes no one actually can tell the difference except for Jasper and and Horace no one can actually right. tell the difference between Estella and Corella. they are two different people yeah yes. um, they are absolutely two different people which leads yes. to her faking her own death because when Ooh. she jumps over uh, the cliff where the dogs attacking her, she was actually baiting the, the Baroness to uh, kill her and attack her like her mum did. And the right. dogs did. And then yes. she fell off the cliff. And then because she's an amazing seamstress or a designer, she um, designed her skirt to turn into a parachute <laughs> to mm. avoid death at the Rocky Rocks at the bottom. And within five seconds, she was able to change into Cruella um, yes. and and drive up, back up the uh, hill and yes. reveal their hair, and then watch her watch the Baroness skin take away from the police. So yes. the reason why I say that, um, well, similar to Batman, but similar to Dick Grayson as well, is because um, Dick Grayson and Batman on several occasions have mm. faked their own deaths so that they can right. focus on their main job or, or the mission. Yes, right. Yes, and you saw that with Dick Grayson when he became an agent. You saw that with Batman several times. Like, yeah, I'm really dead, but I'm still Batman, and I'm just doing mm-hmm. Batman stuff, so I don't have to worry about being Bruce Wayne. Uh, yes. And that is exactly what she did, but uh, the difference is um Batman and Robin or, or Dick Grayson eventually went back to being Dick Grayson and, and and Bruce Wayne, whereas Cruella has now fully changed her name. She uh, Estella, who was mm. found out to be the Baroness's uh daughter, left yeah. all of left her will and everything to Cruella. Yeah. So Cruella yeah. now has inherited uh technically someone else's but truly her own. Herita- mm. uh, inher- uh, 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 heritage and um, has uh, dawned the name Cruella. Now, a lot okay. of people have wondered. Okay, just kind of like, 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 um, actually, a question I want to ask you, Tony. Yeah. When did you ever really care where the solo part
0: of Han Solo came from? No, no, I don't. I, I don't. don't. I never cared about his backstory. It's like, and they gave some us characters... a, good, a reason, regardless. I think every time they do it, even in the comic books when they did the the origins to Wolverine, it doesn't do anything but kill the mystique. Like, we never care. Unless you give us the origin story at the beginning, maintain that same energy. If you created a character with no backstory and you maintain that for 30 years, 40 years, don't, 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 don't bother. Because you know the crazy thing is? like
1: What? That reminds me of a magic trick. Like mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this magic trick for years. I'm amazed for it. Even though I ask, how did they do that? I still mm-hmm. like, but finding out is always so underwhelming. It's always such right. a big fart. I'm like, oh no. And
0: so when yeah. Han Solo, you find out, oh
1: okay, cool, yeah, that's anticlimactic.
0: Do you know what I would have done with Han Solo? And obviously, this is a a, a kind of a detour, right? Do you know how I would have shot Jan, uh, Han Solo and how I would have written it? I would have written it as a series of uh, maybe four different stories involving Han Solo. None of them are true. It's just basically camp- different size stories of the legend of Han Solo from different people. And oh, you trying to do a Joker them- Joker? Yeah, kind of like a Joker Joker thing. But at the end of the day, it's like the point is it doesn't bloody matter. It can be all true and it can be all false. Han Solo is just the guy that that ran the Kessels run in 11 seconds. That's it. That's all we need to know. 11 uh, Isn't that the distance? Parsecs is distance. Time becomes distance when you go
1: further enough in science and physics. For example, uh, like the uh, uh, light speed uh, is measured in distance, more or less.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Right, but let's finish off um, Cruella with this. How did you well, feel about the movie in the whole?
1: Well, just, just before we get on to the end, uh, the reason why mm. I, I mentioned about Han Solo is because they mm. give a reason for the Deville part, which is mm. a very offhanded devil. Um, they, ah. they bring back the car that she had in the 101 Dalmatians, which was the exact same car that we saw in the live action one as well. And the actual coupe type Deville? of... Yep, the type of car is called a DeVille, but it was Horace that was like, oh, oh, look, it's called a devil car. And it's like, no, <laughs> not DeVille. And then what did, and what did she do? Oh, I think I like that. I'm going to yeah. use that later on in the film. <coughs> Hence her being Cruella Pardon DeVille, me. no Pardon longer me. Estella. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. in all, how did you feel about the film? Overall, um, I didn't hate it. Like I, I watched it out of interest, not more yeah. than like uh, me wanting to watch. I was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. And mm. it was it was like, oh, OK, I, I guess I know more about a non-villain, an anti-hero yes. maybe even. Right. Uh, because she is a bit of a, a rebellious, always upstaging the Baroness throughout the entire film. So she wasn't actually yeah. bad. She was just uh, um, just like you said, uh, Raging Against the Machine. It was more like punk yeah. rock era right. I think it was the uh, 70s it was set in and it was really just about that of how her being that young uh, changing the scene of of fashion uh, mm-hmm. being a lot more punk rock and even they even had like a, a concert a rock concert uh, a proper rock concert but yeah, yeah how I felt about it you know it, it just came and went to be honest I'm not watching it again uh, unless my girl wants to watch it okay. I'll watch it would you, would you recommend it Well, I recommend it I, I'm a completionist So Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons I watched this is so in my mind I can connect the dots between this film and the original. It's like, oh, I see what they did there. But now that that's been satisfied in my mind, I'm done with it. Like, I I didn't think it was, you know, anything groundbreaking. It was an origin story. If I had no idea that there was 101 Dalmatians and this was a film by itself, um, I probably wouldn't care too much about it. I would probably wonder why this film is happening because uh, yeah, money I, oh money. yeah obviously uh, I mean look, they, they, look at the look at the stars that you have in this obviously mm-hmm. money man what you have Definitely. Emma Stone you have Emma Thompson you have oh who's that guy's name uh, Mark Strong he had Mark Strong in, and that in my opinion those are the big three names in this film yeah right um, yeah so Disney threw money to yeah. this film mate they, 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 they absolutely threw money at it so yeah mm-hmm. uh, it, go watch it if you know you want to see someone be despicable it reminded me of despicable right. me quite a bit because grew wasn't necessarily a bad it well, was a bad guy but wasn't really a bad guy he still was human he wasn't completely evil and i think that's yeah. what they tried to do they tried to make a contrast between the baroness and cruella so cruella yeah. was was quite cruel at certain parts but at least she showed that she had a heart and she actually did yeah. care and she had vengeance in her heart where the baroness was just a straight up bitch <laughs> yeah she was just and i loved it for it <laughs> she was great yeah
0: she was absolutely nice great. stop that's the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually finish it off I only unfortunately watched the beginning of it uh, but I will follow up and finish that off let's move on to Wrath of Man starring Jason Statham Our uh, basic ele- ele- elevator pitch is Jason Sp- Statham uh, he signs up to be part of this uh, armoured car uh, company so essentially what they do is that whatever business that you may have, they come in, they collect your money for you, and bank uh, bank for you. Now, this has become a common thing in recent years. It's always been the case for banks, but um, there's a lot of private companies that do this for more up and coming companies like uh, uh, weed um, weed dispensers and this uh, and and things like that because. Still to this day, a lot of banks will not do business with uh, marijuana grow companies, Uh, even though it's legalized, a lot of uh, banks still don't deal with them. So you hire these private companies. uh, This one is called Fortico to come in, take your money and cut you up now. He's kind of like a very quiet, stoic man. A very hard performance for uh, for Jason Statham. I think he's he's really stretched himself this time round in terms of like you know playing a different level of stoic and minimalism. <laughs> but uh, his character is no- simply known for the most part as H. He does have a name, but. You know the the main character, one of the other main characters, a guy that um, it's kind of like his supervisor. Uh, he could just call. He goes called, played by Holt uh, McLean, uh, McHale, McClaney. I can't pronounce his surname. McCall, McCallany. Uh, he calls it. He calls himself Bullet. That's the uh, that's the nickname people are giving him. Uh, probably like a bad name to have, given the fact that they work for armored car company. Uh, I he mean, just calls him. Jason e- Staple could I'm- easily work in uh, Men in Black with that name probably uh so yeah they just call him h and that's his name h um right. so he goes in very stoic very quiet he's been shown the ropes they go do a routine job but they get attacked and there's been a lot of attacks recently oddly enough it's more than usual and um he most people's like look at him he's gone through the training process and he thinks he's like oh this guy's kind of like subpar he just kind of made it he's like his shooting's kind of meh his you know endurance is fine i guess Um, his written portion uh, I guess he can read Um, and he's also British we don't like the British out here in America bear in mind Ken, this is an American Guy Ritchie film and saying all of that this is not typically shot like a Guy Ritchie film there's not a lot of jump cuts eventually there is and you do get that Guy Ritchie feel and you do get the Guy Ritchie film in terms of where the twist comes in but for the most part (coughs) pardon me this is shot kind of straight but at first you think "Mm, I don't know But it's to a purpose because it's actually told, the story's told from multiple uh, (coughs) perspectives. So on this routine pickup, they get attacked and he's basically, you know, it's not their money. So the the, the typical thing to do is just kind of let the robbers uh, take it because it's all insured. But my man takes out his pistol and wipes out this whole of this crew trying to kill them, and everybody's shocked. He becomes a hero in the depot. There's even like police, uh, police officers, uh, detectives come to you know, obviously do the deal, due diligence. He's interviewed. They say like, so where are you from? What's your name? Is like you know, gives them the whole gist. And it's like, do you have any background in this? Like, this is weird. Like, come on, man. It's like your your scores are rubbish, but you laid out these guys very efficiently who are you and you kind of led to confused throughout this whole film about who he is what is his motivations why is he working for them but also you discover along the way that the robberies of these armored cars have been an inside job now this is interesting do you want me to get into the spoilers now Ken um, I kind of want to watch this film. Guy Ritchie like a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> okay. So for the for the sake of you, I won't get into deep spoilers, but essentially there is a massive plot point involving H. He has a very big motivator, right? At first you think he's completely innocuous. He's just a man with no name. No, he has a name, but it's not who you think it is. Everything involved in this film is a complete misdirect in terms of who are the main players. And eventually you find out... Um. I'm being very, very ba- vague because there's, there's that's when the guy richiness comes in, where you know you typically assu- uh, associate guy richiness with just you all right, mate. How you doing? I'm from the east end. How you doing? We're about to do this thing: drugs, 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 sex, 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 guns. That's what you think when you think guy Richie. This is a yeah, bit that, more... That's a good
1: impression. That's a good impression.
0: Yeah, it's more guy Richie in the sense of like. Oh, we're going to jump to here, tell you this story, and now we're going to jump back to here. Here's a new perspective, jump back to there. This is how the, carrier, the character reacts to it. And this is his motivation moving forward. Really, really great action scenes. Uh, there's none of that uh, odd, I call it odd because it's very like convenient that Jason Statham always seems to play a person that knows all forms of Kung Fu and will lay you out with just his This is different. This guy lo- knows how to use any gun, will lay you out, like just not even look at you and behind the back shoot you, but there's a reason for it and it's justified and it's justified in who his character is and his motivations. It's very much, the best way I can describe it is imagine John Wick, but he's not necessarily a a good guy. Now John Wick wasn't necessarily a good guy, but he became a good guy. This guy is kind of like, no, I've always been a bad guy. It's just that Hmm. you mess with the wrong bad guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Now, all in all, I really enjoyed the film until the ending. Um, oh, no. There was a very specific point in the end where a very a convenient thing happens, which I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the Guy Ritchie moment to kind of, oh, quickly transition to another shot and you find out how he led to this ending. Nope. It's just that this character's there and and it ends. It's like, wait, what? He just managed to circumvent all of these obstacles, kind of completely defy the laws of physics and reality. And he's there to kind of win the day. And we're not going to address how he got there, how he managed to escape this... This massive obstacle. I'm talking about huge obstacle. If you think of any obstacle in terms of like a heist movie, Ken. Right. This yeah. is like the tip of the top, and he manages to. Search. I mean, okay, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna break this down, right? We're gonna get your guy richiness, like the same way you did it with Sherlock. Sherlock was great for this in terms of like stopping the movie to explain something to you. Nope, it doesn't do. It's like yeah, no, we're we're done now. It's almost like this, like we we kind of ran out of film and we couldn't be bothered to shoot it, so we're just gonna end the movie here. Thank you. Bye. Ah, uh, that's a, that's a shame because yeah.
1: Do you think Gary Ritchie is a good closer? Like, he knows how to close yes. films.
0: I think he is. I think he is. Uh, one thing I did notice about this, and this was early on, and I had I'd raised my eyebrows, more so the fact that, obviously, it's a more of an American production, but they had tons of English actors, which is really weird, doing uh, varying degrees of good American accents. Uh, thankfully, Jason Statham is not one of them. He just does an English accent, and they just acknowledge that he's actually English, and he just moved to America. Um right. The weird thing about it, he didn't edit it. And I don't know how close he is to the editor because it doesn't play like a Guy Ritchie film. Even the editing does not feel like a Guy Ritchie editing. Now, bear in mind, I need to actually look this up in terms of whether that editor's worked with Guy Ritchie before. And sometimes it could be the case that, you know, the studio hired Guy Ritchie to do the job, but they wanted somebody else to give it a different feel you know you know studios get involved yeah Uh, yeah, this is not a typical Guy Ritchie film but it's on Guy Ritchie isms to it and I did appreciate this I I actually really enjoyed this film I really recommend it to anybody if you're looking for a good kind of twist and turns heist type movie Um, and I think it's one Mm -hmm. of the best things that Jason Statham has done a very long time now Ken uh, moving on from that I want to actually quickly mention just just before you move on Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, because with Jason Statham, like the Mm. the minute you start describing this film, the minute (laughs) all I could think of is transporter, transporter, transporter. Mm. What do you mean he's part of a convoy for transporting things? And then he's Mm. British and stoic again, and he kicks ass and shoots guns. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like uh, um, the older version of Jason Statham after he's been the transporter with his black cars for you know after the reboot as well. (laughs) Yeah. So that's an interesting thing. That's the interesting,
0: with Transport, there's no reason that they ever give for why he's so stoic, cool and calm. This Mm. one, they actually give a perfect reason. He is a broken man, something breaks in him. He has to kind of shed all emotions to get the job done. What that job is, you find out when you watch the film but there is a justified reason for his minimalism. And he actually plays it quite earnestly. Even the moments where he's having a banter with the people and he does it kind of straight face because there's moments where he's kind of like shit talking to a couple of the dudes, but he's still kind of doing it with minimal personality. uh, He delivers it perfectly. It's like, it's one of those ones. It's like, this guy doesn't really want to engage with you, but you want to engage. It's like, all right, he'll give you what you want. Like he's going to, you know, you want to talk shit. You want to talk shop. It's like, and he'll right. he'll throw it back to you, but it's not coming with any enthusiasm because he's not really about that life. He's about the life of putting bullets in people, and you're just getting in the way of that.
1: <laughs>
0: I like that. <laughs> I, love um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Ken, I I had the opportunity to actually go back and watch some classics. Two of the classics that I watched was uh, Layer Cake, starring Daniel Craig. Uh, one of his early joints. He actually did this before he did Casino Royale. I think it's one of the reasons why he got Casino Royale. If you if you watch Layer Cake, he is very much 007, suave, sophisticated, sexy, cool, calm. He you know he is James Bond when you're watching Layer Cake. Uh, Layer right, Cake basic right. premise: He's a guy that is a, a, a drug dealer, distribu- distributor, businessman, but he always has a plan to get out through certain machinations and consequences, he gets embroiled in this... um, What's the word? Clusterfuck, if I might say. (laughs) Um, Whereby he's supposed to be making this deal uh, to get these new XCT pills for his boss. Problem is, those XCT pills that he's trying to procure is from this guy called um, The Duke, who's a complete... uh, like crackhead not doesn't think he's actually stolen it from a group of cossacks who are one of the dirtiest gangsters you'll ever make they their whole thing is basically if you cross them they find you decapitate you and lay you out right oh my god Uh, now obviously the duke's messed up he's used his name which the fascinating thing about this film you never actually find out daniel craig's name even to the credits the credits is just down as xxx X for oh, X. I, I got homework, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, why haven't he's, I seen this film? I'm going to watch this. He was tri- a quadruple, uh, quadruple X tentation before triple X tentation. Um, right, right. Before triple X as well. Yeah. So uh, he, he's dealing with that. Also the fact that he's trying to make enough money to get out, which he's very, very close to. He has, you know, legit businesses. He's got money launderers. But he gets pressure from his boss to find this girl. This young girl, who's also a crackhead, she's basically the daughter of his boss's uh associate. But what he doesn't know is that all of that is fakery, so his boss is actually messed up through a business deal. Now, bear in mind, this movie, Layer Cake, is you watch it, this is very Guy ritchie yes, but it's not directed that Guy Richie. This was actually directed by Matthew Vaughan, Matthew Vaughan of Kingsman, oh, yeah, um, yeah. kick ass fame. Uh, he's actually a student of, not literally, but uh, the movie's uh, produced by Guy Ritchie, so they were very, they're very, very close, I believe, uh, and they have very, you know, very similar styles. Um, they work with the same people, like the the uh, yeah. action team or the stunt team,
1: um, are people that are very popular on YouTube as well, uh, mm-hmm. and they've made really nice little shorts, so they yeah. always work with them. Uh, I think the same team was worked on The Witcher as well
0: they're a strong team they're a strong team there's not a lot of yeah. uh, those action moments in this this is more of like a lock stock type of type of story where there's multiple right. plot lines going on at the same time so back to the story so uh he has to find this girl but he only finds out uh, from his boss's associate that like the reason why all of this is happening the reason why your boss has pushed you to try and work with these guys to get the ecstasy to get my daughter is that he's broke he's trying to get my daughter to use as a ransom to get more money and also to screw you over, because actually all this time, your boss has been working with the feds and shopping people off. So now he's just like screwed over. He's gone a bit insane. He's a person that at the very beginning of the film does not like losing guns. He's completely against violence for the most part. He works with people that are more uh, more comfortable, more acquainted with the ways of the fist, shall we say um but by the end of it when he finds out what happens with the boss he actually infiltrates his boss's complex uh takes a gun shoots him in the head but the messed up thing is one of his associates that he actually took the gun from there's actually like a subplot line of back in the 70s whereby uh his his associate that spent 10 years in prison was actually privy to a suicide in front of him and out of loyalty to one of his mates helps him to discards one of the bodies but his mate being a crackhead as well there's a lot of crackers in this film falls asleep at the wheel he's let he's found with the body in the back seat keeps his mouth shut but ends up getting 10 years for it jokes flash forward to today you find out that oh all of this stuff is all connected and it's a really brilliant film now transitioning to another film lucky number sleven which, again, mm. has a very Guy Ritchie style to it. Not directed by Guy Ritchie, not produced by Guy Ritchie, but to watch it, you would think that he might have had his fingers in it, but he didn't. This movie was not fingered by Guy Ritchie. Okay? Now, <laughs> he, the basic he, premise. Uh, the director of Lucky Number 11, let me actually look that up uh, quickly.
1: Uh, I, I've got in front of me now. It's Paul uh, Mc, uh,
0: McGuigan. Mac- uh, McGuigan. Mac- McGuigan. 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 Um, and it's absolutely a brilliant film. So it stars, uh, this character that calls himself Slevin, Slevin who who is actually kind of found himself in a, a situation of mistaken identity. Now, have you seen Lucky Number Slevin? You said you have, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Do you, re- do me. you remember, do you remember the plot points? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: well, let's uh, keep it quite brief and make sure we're not spoiling it right. too tough. Maybe spoil so, it later, later on. But yeah, so I, remember, I remember.
0: Mistaken identity. He's actually found himself in uh, a friend. He claims a friend's apartment and they he gets com- approached by two gangsters to say, hey, um, I want you to do work for me. Uh, you owe me money. I don't care who you say you are. You're, you was in that apartment, so you are that dude. So therefore... From the ledgers that we have, you owe us money. Now we're willing to waive that money that you owe us if you take out this other boss that lives across the street from me. This other gangster. Now the other gangster has the same proposition for him, so it's almost like a cat and mouse, and he's stuck in the middle. He's supposed to be the one to get it done, and he obviously has no experience killing people, and he's trying to figure out why is he doing it, why he has to kill them, how is he gonna do it, um. One of them is actually not to kill them; is actually to kill the other person's son. So through all of this, yeah. he he meets a young woman, uh, played by Lucy Liu, absolutely gorgeous. Lucy Liu is, oh, she is she's, she's stunning. Always she's, stunning. she's always she's good. good. She still room. she still looks good today, bro. Uh, yeah. but she plays a character. She's a nurse, uh, she's actually no a coroner. Uh, and brilliant, brilliant sense of humor. Really, really intelligent. The way the writers like she Very quirky. Us, like, very quirky, very intelligent questions he asks. Is, uh, the one of the bosses is played by Genk, uh, Ben Kingsley. He's known by the as the rabbi. Uh, why is he a rabbi, Ken? I can't remember, but it was it was so weird. <laughs> be- he's a gangster. That's a rabbi. That's it. And the boss yeah. is played by uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah. And there's a there's another third party involved, and he seems to be the guy pulling the strings trying to get this guy, uh, Slevin Kalevra, involved. His name uh, is known as Mr. Good Cat, played by Bruce Willis. And I'll tell you this. This is the last time Bruce Willis ever gave a shit. Honestly, Ken, in recent years, Bruce Willis has maintained that he does not give a shit about acting anymore. This oh, is one yeah, of the yeah. last times he ever gave a shit. Uh, and you this also one, have... he
1: was, he was <coughs> a hitman.
0: He's a hitman in this. He's a hitman in that. We don't actually find out properly until later. But we also mm. have, you know, uh, Stanley Tucci that plays a cop called uh, Brikowski. And mm. we also have, you know, other bit players, uh, one of which is one of my, you know, I really like him as an actor, called Dorian Mizik. actually a husband of Simone uh, Mizik. Yeah. Uh, He plays a character called Elvis in it Now let me get into spoilers now Now what you end up finding out Is that all of this stuff That's been happening In terms of these two bosses (coughs) Using this young Man Is because of a feud that they have Now the feud started Because the rabbi betrayed (coughs) The boss uh, because the, he felt the boss was getting more respect, they were partners, they were business partners, but he felt that the boss was getting too much respect from him, and he that what leads to it, uh, what leads to that is a division whereby to secure the division or this this kind of war, he uh, the rabbi actually kill try, attempts to kill him but kills the whole of his family, including his wife, but he manages to save his son what tips it over the edge is that at the beginning of the movie, his son gets shot in the head by a sniper. We don't know who's killed him. This is where the movie gets into a new context, whereby at the beginning of the film, we're told a very specific story. It's a story of a horse that gets drugged up by a local <coughs> a local vet. Uh, he gets dosed with uh, steroids and it was an attempt to fix the race, to make it a, a a dead cert, as we call it in, uh, in England, but a, a sure thing in America. Um, what ends up going wrong is that this vet, bit too loose with his lips, he tells a prostitute that he sleeps with. That prostitute tells one of her uh, Johns that Johns ends up talking o- about it over dinner. A waiter hears about it. He tells it to one of his nephews, and that nephew ends up, you find out, is Slevin Kalevra's dad now what happens with that race he puts he puts up a bet with money that he doesn't have 20 grand on this race and the guy at the bookie warns him he's like you don't want to do this like just to let you know if you lose you're paying back double you do know that right so right there the horse is winning it's winning amazingly and out of nowhere I think the, the horse heart fails trips over and falls and he realises drops down this this was the moment he fucked up tries to run away his son's already been taken his wife has been assassinated he gets beaten up to whole hell and you find out at the end of the movies the two people that beat him up kills his family and kill him is the rabbi and the boss back in the 70s when they were younger when they just moved into town to take over What's interesting now is Mr. Good Cat was the guy that was tasked with going to kill the young Slevin Kalevra Mm. because no other hitman was willing to take the job of killing the kid, including himself. He doesn't kill the kid. What he does, he takes the kid under his wing and together they come up with this plan to take out both the boss and the rabbi and they instigate the whole thing the whole thing about him moving into his friend's apartment he was never friends he was that dude that he takes the he tricks the rabbi and the boss thinking that that's his identity was just another mark it was basically a guy that existed on both of their ledgers because that guy owed money to both of those guys mr Goodcat was the one that highlighted hey this guy on your ledger maybe we can use him to uh kill the uh the boss or and mr goodcat is actually working both sides and he's very open about it he say like hey uh, rabbi the boss hired me to kill, uh, to, kill you, uh, to kill you i'm i've been willing to kill him if you pay me double but if you want me to look like it was accident we need to get this guy involved so all yeah. this time yeah. is basically slevin Kalevra and mr goodcat actually using misdirection and being underestimated to infiltrate. Because they knew these two guys, they're completely reclusive. They only stay in their fortresses and their fortresses are completely bulletproof. They knew the only way that they can get to these guys that can't be reached is for them, these men to go to him. And absolutely brilliant film, amazing film. Recommend anybody to see it, but it goes into this conversation that we're gonna be having right now, Ken. Can well, I wanna just before we get one? into that, yeah. j-
1: just I can uh, jump in the cup with Lucky Number Sleven. Uh, mm. um, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis seems to always find these films where he is at the forefront of a twist. So mm-hmm. there's Lucky Number Sleven. There is, um, oh, what's the M. Night Shyamalan one? Uh, the, the first one. The Sixth Sense. Uh, the Sixth Sense and the other one as well, uh, where he's uh, actually uh, really strong
0: unbreakable
1: unbreakable in all three of those films it was a in the last 15 odd minutes like what the hell Mm. it was all a what it's one big twist and those three Mm. films he's been part of or even headed up or been one of the main characters and it's always been good so i think when bruce willis cares is when (laughs) there is a nice little twist and die hard um but Yeah. yeah mostly because of that really nice twist and lucky Number 11 was a way of them it's almost it almost felt like a heist. You right. know? It almost felt like a heist. Almost felt like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, we're breaking, infiltrating this thing to make them do what we want. And then we had this big overarching plan. And now mm. we win at the end with all this money. And that's exactly yes. what happened. To the point where Lucky Number Slevin had his own plan. To mm. because he knows that if he gets involved with anyone, they just have to die. And because yeah. he really likes Lucy Liu's character, yeah. he um he uh put in a position so that she would get shot by uh, Mr. Goodcat because Mr. Goodcat was very strict about his roles. Like, no mm. connections or no nothing. I'm training, I'm raising you from young so you can get revenge for your father. So no connections or I'm just going to kill Well, them. that and, wasn't and the he issue, Ken. Them.
0: It wasn't the issue. The reason why he killed her is because she took a picture of him. As far as most people oh, are concerned, yeah. he doesn't yeah. exist. She took yeah. a picture of him. She has to go. Yeah, yeah. And so now, he came up with his own plan
1: to try and save her, and
0: yeah. that was almost
1: like the uh, the student learning from the teacher, like, oh, nice one, you got one off for me.
0: But the, she the, was the, very the lucky that him. he didn't. Sh- he she was very lucky didn't shoot it in the head. Yeah, yeah. very um, lucky he didn't shoot it in the head. Um, okay, so basically, this is a discussion, Ken. I wanted to ask you very a one, very, very simple question. When in your life do you feel that you've been the most underestimated and how have you overcome them? Did you use misdirection? Did you, did you play the game or did you be your authentic self and say like, Nabi, you don't know who I am and this is who I am and I'm going to smack you in the face with my big D energy? Um, <laughs> teaching.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Oddly yeah. enough, teaching. Uh, I, I don't know why, but um, people always are surprised when I do something good or really mm-hmm. good. Like, yeah. oh wow and some of it is because it really is good yeah. uh but part of it i'm like maybe it's just me i'm like isn't everyone doing this but um i uh for the people that have been listening i'm a maths teacher mm-hmm. and the amount of times people do like they don't assume that they just assume i'm a uh i'm a pe teacher because mm. i i exercise and i'm relatively built not like uh. Tony Thickness over here, but... um Tony no I'm, I'm, really... I'm
0: changing my name to Tony Thickness. That's going to be my new <laughs> Tony cr- Cruella. Thickness. <laughs> That's my Cruella name. That's your Cruella, uh, when you're mm. lifting weights and you're going ham. But yeah, I'm no, people Tony always Thickness. assume...
1: Tony Thickness. People always assumed I was just, you know, whatever. And mm. I always felt it when I was walking down the road where I'm not, you know, teaching. And mm. so I love it. I absolutely love it because... Mm. The amount of times I've walked into meetings and people are talking, 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 but I've really done the hard work. I've really done whatever, whatever. I just lean in and I chime in like, "Okay, let's just do it like this." Yes. And then it ends up being the best idea because <laughs> I thought about it and people didn't uh, expect anything from me. Um yes. But I can't, I can't think of any other ways that people have underestimated it, except when, when I was a kid. You mm. know, people just i realized something about being a kid there are so Mm. many other kids that give all kids a bad name Mm. so me just existing annoyed and pissed people off Mm. like i remember being on uh on the underground jubilee line Mm. when i was like 14 15 and i was on my way home i was just leaning over to look at the tracks yeah and i looked to the right and i see this guy just screwing me just like yeah uh, almost look saying with with his eyes like what the hell are you doing what are you yeah doing? stop looking at the tracks you're trying to kill yourself type thing i'm yeah. just like yo whoa there's a barrier in front of me i can't i couldn't even if i wanted to but yeah. people were were, were so uh, uh, um against just my existence mm. um mainly because they just assumed i was a type of not knowing that you know i was i was a prefect i, mm. I was a good kid i went to church i was an altar boy like i i did Good things for for my parents. I, I was trying to do my best to be the best, mm-hmm. but all they saw was my face or my demeanor, or they could tell I was a kid. So therefore, mm-hmm. didn't take me seriously. Yeah, very, uh, very under uh, underestimating. How about mm-hmm. you, Tone? Like, wh- so, when have you
0: been underestimated? So in, I'm going to talk about two specific kind of uh, situations in my life that I'm underestimated. The first one is like, you ever like meet people and like you get kind of a good vibe with them, you're enjoying your time and like you put your, you present yourself as a nice guy yeah i'm a good guy i'm a cool guy you know i'm you know i'm not necessarily what you perceive as dangerous i'm authentically myself i put it all out there and like they see you as, oh you're cute you're such a nice guy what they don't realize is that when it comes down to it and i'll take you back to my room i will twist you into a funfair pretzel like you have no no idea trust me and they always Oh you're shocked. one of those. They're always shocked, Ken. They're always shocked. Every you, time you're one of those. You're one of those. They're thinking think, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be patting the head and softly kissing the hand. It's like I ain't kissing that. If you know what I mean.
1: Totally. I I feel like <laughs> you do that. I think you do it deliberately. I think you 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 lure them into a false of sense of uh, uh of of calm, and then yeah. I think you. Like a predator in the way, he's like, Yes, yes. Do <laughs> well, you know? Predator in want... terms of animal, not not a predator as in the predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Hold wait, hold on. This is dangerously yeah. sounding like you're calling me Yo. a sexual <laughs> predator. There, I am I am not a sexual predator. Do you know what that would make an actual really interesting like spin off of the Predator films? Predator films. Like, I was thinking his, that <laughs> his, his, it's like one of their cousins Yo. that come in and he's like the sexual predator and he doesn't come down to kill you, he comes around nah. to make sweet, sweet love to you, whether you want to or not. <laughs> Coming out now on Fox, The Sex Predator.
1: Yo, it's, it's not claws that come out of his hands, man. It's and like you, a big dildo. Do
0: you, do you know the crazy thing is like, you'll see like the headline of the movie is like, The Sexual Predator, you know, starring Yo, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like, the, 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 you know, like all of the, the, the every movie has to have a tagline, right? And it's always right. like a clever tagline. It's like, when you least expect it, the predator's out to give you. This one is just going to be simple, as simple as like, Coming out now in cinemas, The Sexual Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hashtag, me too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Joe would be so crazy because like, some of, the, some
1: of his lines in that film yeah. uh, uh, would fit this film so much. Oh, so much. You know when so he's in the end, he the
0: when he had mud yeah. on his chest, it's like, yeah. come on, do it. Yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> <Can> you <imagine laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine it? But like, little, a little tweet to his head, come on, do it. Come on, I'm right here. Do it. I'm not Yo. going anywhere. Do it. Come on. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And then the like sex predator will be
1: so into it and he'll be running towards <laughs> him and that's when he springs a trap on him. <laughs> oh, magic.
0: You thought Tony he was, was doing b- me. I'm doing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> Why are we here, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. On a serious note, uh, this is how I'm generally I'm generally um, underestimated, right? Uh, typically speaking, when people look at me, you know, obviously you, you mentioned, you know, I'm I'm thick, Tony. Tony thickness. Uh, people business. assume, people assume, like, and I've been called this. I went to a Comic Con, so, uh, a dude that was, uh, you know, quite muscular, uh, muscular. Uh, my words, my words, Ken. Uh, this guy that was actually quite muscular uh, came up to me and said, like, oh, it's nice to meet a fellow meathead in Comic Con. And I thought, I actually felt to myself, how dare you, sir? How dare <laughs> you treat me like a piece how of meat? <laughs> I am a man, not a piece of meat, sir. Um... <laughs> And like, I, and it's one of those that I get that all the time. So it's anytime I talk to somebody, there's been times where I've been in the barbershop, right? And I've actually told, uh, I'm just having conversation Alex throws out that I write a comic book and people be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, not pay attention. It's like, hey, and then Alex says, I'll tell him about it. And I start talking about it and people get enamored. It's like, oh, snap, cool. Where do I get this book? It's like, oh, yeah, I've got it right here. It's like, yeah, you say, it's like, and I give it to him, like, oh, this is cool. Where did you buy it? It's like, I, I, didn't, I didn't buy it. I made it. It's like, oh, cool. But yeah, no, but where did you buy it? Like, no, no, I, you're you're not understanding. I, I drew and wrote this. And they're like, what? It's like, you know when you're seeing the gears turn, but it's going turning like really, really slowly and they're not connecting. And it's like, they're not getting that I sat down and drew these images and go, and eventually it's like, wait, what? You you made this, bro? It's like, I just spent the f- like these five minutes telling you that I made this. It's like, yeah, I, I know you said that. I just didn't believe you because like, Tony, look at you though, Tony, bro. Tony, look Tony, at you. Tony.
1: We have to figure out a way to harness that reaction. Because people people get surprised any any of that happens, like whether it's uh, uh, my 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 mini comic series, or it's mm-hmm. your 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 graphic novel, or mm-hmm. if it's the music that 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 we uh, that we produce, or, yeah. or the things that we put together, or even this entirely, people don't get it. I need to find a way to harness that reaction mm-hmm. and just spread it amongst the people so that they can mm-hmm. be so surprised and enamored by the things that we've done. But because, I, yeah. I get it.
0: I get it all the time because people just look at me. And they just kind of assume because of how I how I speak, they assume one thing about me. Like, you know, they I get this thing. I was like, oh, you're, you're quite posh. Yes. Because I speak the Queen's English, I am quite posh. That is absolutely absurd. Sir. I'll have you know, sir. I am yeah. no you, more you know what eloquent. Means, what does that mean?
1: That that says a lot, not about you. It says a lot about people's perception Mm-hmm. of you or yeah. people's perception of people that look like you yeah um, either that there is a lot more truth uh, about their opinions mm-hmm. uh, of people that look like you yeah. or people are surrounded by misconceptions and stereotypes so much that they just assume that of people yeah you know what i mean but so the- um they assume the park, because right. I'm
0: ath- athletic, I can't be into the arts. I can't. I can't be into poetry. I can't be into art. You know. You know. I. I can't want to go. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to an art gallery. I can't necessarily sp- speak highly about the these things. And like, I. I love that because I always come from a point. There's been some. There was a time recently. Um, I went to a barbecue, and i'm having a general conversation i've been having like knee pains recently because of like i don't know where it's come on it's been kind of spontaneous and sounds like old age bro it does sound like old age i actually just recently turned 22 it was my birthday last week uh sing for me people sing um (laughs) 22 yeah (laughs) i stick by it ken 22 no it's 32 i'm an old man um but yeah i recently turned 32 and so you know your body doesn't really necessarily work like it used to not to be dramatic but i've taken a few bumps and bruises and it doesn't heal like it did in my 20s or my teens uh so i'm up at this barbecue and um a uh, one of my friend's parents are there and i just casually mentioned like you know just been having some me pain around my patella and they proceed to try to uh the equivalent of mansplaining to me like, you know, the knee and the joint and how it works. And I'm just saying like, oh, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that I got, uh, got a degree in biomedical science and I also work in a hospital oh, as a clinical coder. You already know what's coming. But you really know what's coming. I don't I don't say anything, Ken. I just like hmm, play dumb like, you know, a simple person just dropped me like dropped me on my head and that left me simple. I'm like, oh yes, uh and um, yeah Oh, my knee can do the clicky clicky because of meniscus. What's a meniscus? I just, I just (laughs) carry on. I just carry on. Even though I know it's not my meniscus and I haven't told my meniscus, it's just my patella. I didn't want to interject because one thing as well, a lot of people are offended by you kind of, um, what's the word? Big manning them where you kind of interject is like, (laughs) excuse me. I um I have a degree in biomedical science and I also work as a clinical coder so you know I'm very familiar with the inner workings of the knee so do not do not try to educate me I just kind of like oh um oh right oh oh okay oh so it might be my meniscus hmm okay huh. it doesn't doesn't feel like an internal oh, oh 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 right yes hmm I should definitely get that checked out yes you're right I did not know that about the knee I didn't even know what a knee was I thought my knee was no on my knee. shoulder.
1: To me, you're a better man than
0: me. I would have doubled down in a nice no. way. they would be like, oh, I would have been like, no, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I've, and then mm. I, I've learned a long time ago that nobody appreciates that, and it doesn't really. It. I think sometimes a conversation is not necessarily about who wins the point. Sometimes people just want to be heard, and it's nice to meet somebody and just have a conversation. It was nice to meet these people and just like she has an expertise. I don't know what her, her background was. Didn't really get into it, but she had an experience with a knee. Well, it was actually her husband's knee, where he actually, actually had a uh, uh, a repair of his meniscus. And it was it was, right. it was just nice to talk to people. At the end of the day, if you jump in and try to say, "Oh, I'm already aware of that. I've actually got a degree," you lose that story because they kind of like, "Oh, oh, okay, never mind then." And you don't well, get to know people?
1: I, I, would, I would take it in a slightly different way. Uh, mm-hmm. Not necessarily trying to one up them, but mm-hmm. uh, recognize that, like, the, the term that always comes from my mind is game recognized game in it. So, like, it's not even a way of you just subduing yourself to let them talk. Yeah, by mm-hmm. all means let them talk. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, have a talk with them. So, they know that, oh, you can have a back and forth with them. It's not just Mm. that. So she'll be talking about, oh, this, 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 this. Like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Also, this, 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 this. this." It could potentially be this as well. What do you Mm. think about that? And that way it's kind of bouncing ideas back and forth. So it's not like you stopping the conversation to be like, oh, yes, yes. Therefore, I am great because Mm. I also know this. It's more like, oh, I know a little bit about this and I want to know your opinion. Let's bounce ideas off each other. That way, like I said, game can recognize
0: games. Like, oh, so you know this, that's... That's then, when you miss yeah. out on one major opportunity, Ken. You do that the first time you meet, right? Now they already got the yeah. impression of you. It's like, oh, this person doesn't really know about the inner work, inner workings of the human body, right? I say, you know, oh, never right. mind. You know, let me just uh, educate them. And you're there like, say, oh, wow, this is, oh, that's crazy. Oh, wow. So like the knee is not on the shoulder. Oh, that's crazy, yo. Yeah. So when they do actually meet again and they start yeah. questioning you, it's like sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you've actually kind of you've shown your hand, right? You've played you've played Poker Ken, right? You've probably got a good right. hand but you've folded anyway because you wanna read the measure of a man. You wanna see how that person bluffs and how that person reacts when he wins or when he has a good hand so you fold when you got a good hand so that's what i do sometimes with some people when i meet them i fold because what happens with when you meet them again especially if it's some dude that you don't actually like and they try to big ban you every time you meet them play dumb play a dumb as long as possible wait for the opportunity for the biggest audience and when they try to hit you with this, it, like are you turn around and that's when you actually show you're actually more of an expert in the shit that they're talking about than they oh. actually think you are. So I accumulate that stuff, Ken. It I, sounds I,
1: like you're, you're not you're not checkers petty. You're, you're 3D chess petty. That's what I'm you f- are, Tony. Totally. That's, that's, that's that's what I'm hearing right now.
0: I'm 3D chess petty upside down in water on another planet, right. Ken. Right, holding your breath. W- w- bruv, holding my breath with my hands behind my back and using my nostrils to move the pieces. Right. <laughs> that's how petty I am. Because honestly, a lot of people kind of... Um, right. They relish in this uh, in this notion that they're superior to you. So play uh, if you're ever underestimated, the recommendation play that to your strength. Right? Don't always do it because it, it can be detrimental to you. But if you find yourself in a situation, let's say at work, right? where you're perceived to be less than you are. You're limited in either communication skills or intelligence, but you're given the opportunity uh, to do a presentation. That's when you hit them with it and you know yourself, you kill presentation. Play dumb. and say like, oh, oh I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, are you sure you wouldn't maybe want me uh, to pass this off to And they try to say like, no, no, no. I know this might be difficult for you, but I think that's how people like to do it. They like to be patronizing, right? This might be very difficult for you, you know, given your background. They don't even know your background, but they're going to hit you given your background. So they'd be like, oh, okay. Is this what we're doing? Given my background, you don't even know my background. You didn't even ask me about my background, but cool. And that's when you hit them with that crazy presentation when their boss is there. And then that's when their boss turns around and say to you, so like, you had this person underneath your, your, your management and you had them doing this stupid stuff over here when they're on this level, you know what? You're fired. He's taking your job. That's how you hit but, them.
1: That does, that does remind me of something that happened. I remember I met this person um, and um, they they were new to the school and we were just talking, to them, we were talking a lot. It was bantering, bantering. Like, that very nice conversation. And they was walking to the hall for an assembly mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, oh let, me, let me grab you a chair. I said, like, yeah, yeah, grab a chair. But not for me because I was the one giving <laughs> the presentation. Yeah. So they're like, oh. Oh my god! I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't know about the levels, and then I, I did I did what I need to do. But yeah, no, it, it's it's you're right, man. Like, don't, don't overshow your hands. Like, just keep keep your cards close to your chest. Yeah, you're not you're not trying to impress everything. You don't need validation from people. You already get you. There's already enough people in your vicinity or in your circles that will do that for you. Actually, yeah. more so than
0: not, the people that are closest to you will treat you like <laughs> like a dick. They really uh, will. We we they, really they, will. They'll they, they well, insult you. But that's why uh, you know, if it's the final lesson I have to keep, I uh, give you people hit them with the Kansas C- City shuffle, right? This is in reference to lucky number eleven. There's number a, 11, there's right. a, there's a, there's a hustle that is known as the Kansas City shuffle, and what that means is like make them look left, and while they're looking left, go right. So that way they're completely mystified about what you're doing on the other side. And when they turn back, they see. So while they're looking left and looking at the emptiness, you're on the right building a whole dynasty, an empire for yourself. And then look over and say, like, oh, where did this come from? I didn't know you was on those levels. And while you're saying it's like, I was on those levels two years ago, bro. It just took you two years to look up. That's all I'm saying. Levels, man. Levels, levels, levels. levels. But on that note, Ken, uh, is there anything you want to add? Can we wrap up? What were we saying? What are we saying? What we doing? What we doing? What are we doing?
1: Uh, What we're saying, um, as always, we we try and take the lessons that we can from films, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and we saw it in Cruella, we saw it in um, Maleficent, we saw it in um, the, was it Wrath, was it called? Wrath Wrath of of Man. Wrath of Man, right. Where, like, it's okay being underestimated. Yes. As long as you get the opportunity to let people know the levels. Yes. Like you don't always have to floss, you don't have to always wear a Gucci belt to prove that you're rich. Mm-hmm. Like to show me a celebrity that consists of a rich celebrity, a well off celebrity that is rocking a, a Gucci belt to try and impress people. Mm. Like Bill Gates has worn the same clothes <laughs> for fifty years. That like might Jobs be why his wife is living at the neck in G. Uh let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> but 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 the point but the point still stands, like they they don't spend frivolously like you don't have to like when you try and impress people that shows that you're you're looking for validation like I was saying before you're looking yeah like, but when you have validation within yourself or from people that you you want it from you don't have to tell people nothing like mm. Steve Jobs doesn't have to tell people his net worth yeah like pe like people that are well off don't have to tell people about themselves yeah they just want to they they they're probably used to people knowing that or them people assuming that. Yeah, like and and so they just focus on what's important, which is actual communication, yeah, and and, and conversation of getting to know someone. Like yeah. in Cruella, they didn't get to know Cruella or Estella. They they just wanted to uh wanted her for a fashion mogulness and yes. and, and all of that. Yeah and, and, and Wrath of Man. It sounds like he wasn't trying to get baited out. He's just trying to do a job, get his money, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And so people found out. People truly found out about him. And they put him in a high pressure situation. Yeah. Um, and just like all these films that seem to be retconning the original stories like Maleficent or or, or Wicked on stage with um Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. they, they try and and do the thing that I love in, you know, TV shows like Breaking Bad or Avatar The Last End, but Airbender or even like Thanos from the MCU. Mm-hmm. They try and give the bad guy context by not just assuming, oh, you're bad because you're bad. No. Yes. Like you people want to understand where that comes from and these shows and tv show uh, and films have given the opportunity for people to do that and yes. they are always a lot more complex the best villain is a complex villain or the best character is a complex character just yes. like you know i hate that superman people still don't get superman but he he's a lot more complex than people know We you just need to understand where it's coming from which we mm-hmm. do see coincidentally with a little segue in superman and, and lois <clears throat> right so yeah, yeah that, that that's the big thing I'll take away from all of this yeah, um, yeah man just sit back chill out like breathe slow like you know know your worth add, yeah. and when it's time to strike like a cobra strike yeah. man like don't worry about nothing okay
0: well once again people we urge you to you know obviously we appreciate you listening we appreciate you getting to the end you know not everybody has the time to finish a complete podcast but if you do we appreciate you Uh, you know um, engage with us find us on our social media Ken is on, I am Mr. Ken. I am on Royal Majesty. We was also on OnDeck.Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. Engage with us. We love it. Uh, share us. Like us. Follow us on the different platforms that you're listening on. We really, really do appreciate it. We're growing slowly. And with your help, we can carry on growing. If I was to leave you with anything, people, I'm going to leave you with a very, very powerful quote. It says, help me throughout the years. Real G's move in silence like some lasagna. Little Wayne. <laughs> I love that bar. <laughs> Think about
1: it. Aye, Tony, Think that went it. over 50%. That, that went over people's heads, bro. Went over let, people's me, let, me, heads. let me
0: hear you with it again. Real G. One more time. One more time. Move in silence like lasagna. Think about it. Anyway, peace out, people. Peace. <laughs> Adios.